Thank you for listening to The Only Way Is Up, where we teach science and homeopathic remedies to arm you in the battle of good mental health. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. If you have a medical condition, please contact a qualified healthcare provider. Please rate us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts, and enjoy the show. So much for tuning in to the only way is up. Episode twelve: Expectations and how anxiety is good. Dot 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 to a degree. All right, so mental health moments. So a little uh, Chris Chris's bicycle versus car situation. So we're getting right into fighting about healing versus coping. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it would be very interesting. I think everybody would like to hear about your little incident. That occurred today. Sure. All right. So I was on my bicycle on a on a road local to Williamsburg, and long story short, somebody hit me on on the bike. Uh, I was in the middle lane of the road doing what I was supposed to do, which was you know basically again adhering to traffic laws. But I was I was favoring the right side of that center lane, and this guy either decided that he wanted to muscle me out or wasn't paying attention or what, but he ended up hitting me with his right side mirror hitting me on my left on my left uh, part of like my handlebar and it startled the crap out of me I mean it was a you know a scary situation and of course I lost my temper and you know mo- more or less the rest is history from there but I didn't do the smart thing which was try to get his license plate instead I was you know fuming angry and wanted to I, w- I wanted to retaliate and hulk smash his existence into the cement so anyway, yeah, it's uh, that, that was a bad, a bad uh, thing. But uh, o- overall, though, I think I handled it, you know, pretty well. I mean, uh, I'm still here. So that, you, know. you, you need to have those words f- coming from my voice in your head that says, "Use your words, Chris." That's <laughs> it. That's all you got to do. Don't Hulk smash an old lady. No, not at all. So how are we doing from that? Are we? Are we have we? Con- I know it was a couple hours ago. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. It just, it really was. Ultimately, it was just a startling thing, but nothing bad happened. I mean, you know, he drove off, and you know, I don't, I don't know, but uh, uh, and and I'm doing fine. I mean, again, I, I didn't get hit terribly, but but the problem is, is that like people are just not cognizant of bikers, uh, especially in this town. And I'm sorry, you know, we're taking up your precious lane space. I get it, you know, but. That's not my fault that Williamsburg doesn't put in any bike lanes. So um, I wanted to exercise and, and bike to my office. So to be a fellow cyclist, like I, I feel your pain. And, you know, the old adage is it's not if you're ever going to get hit on a bike, it's when. Um, so, yeah, you know, a lot of people out there, a lot of people just don't really care. They're not. I don't think it's the fact that they're not cognizant. I think they just don't. They, yeah, they just don't give a shit. It's, yeah. it's true, and it's kind of and it's disappointing. I mean, there really is a prejudice against bikers, and to a degree, I, I get it. But like, you know, also, come on. I mean, let's let's be reasonable. But uh, I see also in the show notes here that you have a very snide, passive aggressive. <laughs> did your grandfather's <laughs> car fix itself when the engine blew? And I can only imagine that that's in direct relation to my not having a therapist lined up yet or or having been back to another therapist. Well, actually it had newsflash. This had nothing to do with you. <laughs> 
It was actually carrying on from our last episode where we were going back heal, cure, cure, heal, that whole thing. Or yeah. cope. cope. Heal, cope, cope, heal, right? Uh, obviously, cope one out. However, you know, you, you brought up this analogy. Like I said, you know, working on an engine that never really runs the same again. And you're like, that's complete BS. My grandfather was in Fast and the Furious. And <laughs> he had his engine blue and he had it bored out and stroked and it was faster than it ever was. Well... That's kind of my point. Like, it didn't fix itself. You didn't, he didn't park the garage in there, pull up YouTube, and it's like, how do I turn my car into a Fast and the Furious and really trick this bad boy out? No, you're, you're right. He I'm went against... to a professional to help him do it. That's I'm all not... I was trying to say. And you're I know like, what you were trying to say. You're I... anti-therapist, Chris, and I don't want to hear it I don't, Jack, I'm aware of what you were trying to get by, by with this note here. I, I'm open to another therapist. I have one scheduled. I don't know when though. I've got to, got to check when that's. Uh, it was last Monday. It was, no. <laughs> I, I missed it. There's actually a pretty good chance that's the that's the case. But I'll I'll uh, I will check to see when it was. I'm not against therapy. Uh, for what it's worth, by the way, and thank you for asking. Uh, I am doing pretty great these last few weeks. You know why? Because I let it go. I let it go, and you know that. What? 80s montage high five right then and there. He actually it, touched my hand. Yeah, and it was a loud clap, but you it guys was, didn't hear it, it was because electric. his hand is so soft. Uh, could, could, that's, that's what I get for never doing a days of manual labor. Uh, could he have done the work himself? Why choose? To, why take it to the mechanic? I mean, ultimately, man, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's good to have a professional. I like it there. I still maintain everybody should have a therapist. I'm not against therapy. I just want a good therapist. If I'm gonna pay somebody, I want them to be good. That's my only thing. You know what? Typically, I would say, you know what? Good on you, Chris. But since we're having this conversation, now I'm going to bring it out. Oh, God. Here's the thing. A good therapist, you're going to view as they are challenging your intellectual knowledge. So what you're going to do is you're going to equally dive into the DSM-5 to show them how not only are they not saying the wrong thing, but they should have been brought up X, Y, and Z, when what you should do is let go of this intellectual competition that you like to have with people, and your therapist is not being smarter than you. They are just helping you walk through, and you actually get to turn off your brain and relax and just unload. But but that's assuming you have good chemistry with them. And the problem is, is I haven't. Yeah, I have, but I have not had. Chemistry what, is key. Chemistry is it, key. It is. And I have had good chemistry with one girl, although she was. She was a little like untruth, not very truthful about her usage of CBT. Okay. Like cognitive behavioral therapy has like a pretty strict like set of steps and stuff that you do. And. She claimed that she did CBT, but she really didn't. She was more like a talk therapist. Having said that, she has been one of the more effective people that I have talked to, and I did have good chemistry with her. So we're going to get into this today. You went into that meeting with a set level of expectations of how CBT is to be conducted. Yeah. She did not meet those level of expectations. Therefore, she was banished off the island and onto another therapist you went. Tell me I'm wrong. You're, you're not wrong. By the way, I love your transitional uh, right there. That was absolute <laughs> expert work. You could have fooled me that you've been podcasting for for uh, 
the last uh, five years. But uh, <laughs> anyway, kudos to you. Uh, no, that is exactly what it what it was. I felt like there was when somebody says that they're like, okay, you're looking for a mechanic. Okay, okay we're back you, to that. You Google, you Google good car mechanic and you're looking for people with you know good ratings on yelp google whatever right well when i'm using teledoc or something like that and they say i do cbt but then you talk to them and you're well i do a special kind of cbt which is where you just talk to me that's not fucking cbt that's just talk therapy so that's my you know there's an expectation we've we've hit a button people we've hit a nerve i don't like spent i don't like wasting money and that's <laughs> three trucks, three months. Keep going on that thought. Well, <laughs> I have I have nothing to say. <laughs> I, the other therapist that I had, I, I go through therapists like I go through cars. But the other therapist I had was, so I took a look at the DSM four and five okay. definition of hypochondriasis because you asked me last episode about it. Yep. And I meet the criteria in both editions of the DSM five. By the way, if people are curious, you should look up the definitions. It's kind of interesting. I'm like, I won't bother going on it, going going through it. But the four and five, they have changed it slightly. Anyway, I meet the criteria. So when she said, "Oh, well, I think you are," you know, before I diagnose you with hypochondriasis, you know, blah 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 blah. blah. Like, well, so she was wrong, I guess. I don't know. And then the other woman that I talked to, I I literally feel like she was just it was pure highway robbery. Like she was EMDR, and not that EMDR is proven to be effective in cases of PTSD and other things. So I I understand its legitimacy and its efficacy. However, the woman that was doing it on me, she she just kind of seemed like the kind of person that was towing me along to get my money. And I didn't appreciate that. You know, I was here for help. And she was... One of these, like, okay, well, your 60 minutes is up. Let's, you know, call it quits. When you did your sessions with your therapist, how strict was she with the time? Dead on. See, I don't appreciate that. Okay. okay. So now this is a thing for me. First of all, when you talk about your therapist, the only thing that goes through my head is that cartoon. This bed's too lumpy. This bed's too soft. This bed's too far from the window. This one's underneath the window. The whole point is that you're missing is that, hey, thank you, I have a bed. No, this one does not have 600 count cotton Egyptian sheets, Egyptian cotton sheets. I got you. I hold people to the same standard I hold myself. Okay, Okay. now let's go back to the time frame, right? So I am all about the one hour because in my military career, the one hour was crucial, right? So I had an hour to pluck you from the water, apply aid, and to get you to a hospital so you didn't lose that limb, right? <laughs> well, and it's the golden hour, right? I mean, if we're thinking about this. I just love, I just love how you like, somebody's drowning, but then they lost an arm. Well, <laughs> just, it's a shark attack. <laughs> but... But we had a lot of incidents where people were hit by boats yeah. or different things like that. I know, I got you. So I had a golden hour, okay. right? Or if you had a heart attack, I'm doing CPR. The golden hour usually yeah, helps, for, right? For oxygen deprivation, that kind of thing. Right. For doing qualification oral boards, we used to put people through like you need it's several months of training. Then all of a sudden you, you take a written test and then you take an oral board. And when you take that oral board, 
it was an hour. And I remember in my early days of sitting through eight, 10, one time it was two day, 16 hour oral board. And you want to talk about utterly stupid. And here's my, and it's the same thing. And I equate it to going to the gym. (laughs) If you can't do it in an hour, you're not going to get it done in three. Period in. Like you can literally hit everything you need to do within an hour. I get it. Sometimes you just got to flush out things just a little bit more. And yes, we would bump out maybe another 10 minutes, another 15 minutes. But I understand it. She's a businesswoman. I'm a businessman. I've got an hour to donate to you. And not to mention, it's already kind of a pretty penny, right? Okay, so so I'm the same way when I conduct business meetings, nonprofits, whatever, for-profit organizations, I give people 45 minutes of my time. Nothing, Nothing that can be said in one hour can't be said in 45 minutes. And the idea being that basically, yeah, you don't need to waste time. So I get it. An hour is enough time to have a successful session but like if you were in the middle of a thought and it was starting to go over that she would stick around i guess right for at least five or ten minutes right yeah yeah finish that thought finish that thought kind of thing well this person was basically like you know okay so you know today we need to go over up time's up and it was just like you okay, know. so that's a personality click. It's right? yeah, it, it it really is. So you didn't mesh with that one. I didn't mesh with her. And the one you did mesh with, well, your expectations that you had, she did not meet. Correct. So the bed is too lumpy. It's too soft. Too close to the window. She wasn't forthright about her ta- um, skill set. So, in your line of work, yeah. Everything you do is as per, you work on a lot of Apple products, right? Yeah. And Apple, I'm sure somewhere, puts out guidelines on how you are to perform certain tasks when you're working on their stuff. They, they do, in fact, yes. So let's say there's 10 steps to that. Yeah. And you're not going to ever skip a single step. Or you might just look at it and just say, there's no reason to do one, three, seven, and nine. Everything else is cool. Still gets done the same way, and I still get yeah. to the same ending. I get your so point, but we never okay got. Okay, for you to do it, but not for your therapist. Well, we didn't get to the end. But we didn't get to the, um, you know, the the end. I mean, she didn't heal me of my goddamn hypochondriasis. I did that on my own. So you know, two visits. It went, this I I went a year seeing this woman. Maybe 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 not quite a year. I spent four and a half years with my therapist. So your expectations of being healed within a year wasn't met. That's another expectation. By the way, we're going to get into expectations today, just so you know. That's why I keep saying that word, expectations. No, it's a a good thing. We should. And I I have a lot to comment about how anxiety is good, by the way, because I I think that it is. Well, let's talk about expectations. So um, when when they become a failure point. Uh, So why why don't you kick this one off? Okay, so first of all, there's a lot to unpack today, as you have already figured out, everybody. Uh, And I'm pretty sure there's going to be some disagreement discussion between you and I. Always is. Always is. um, Especially when we bring our good Lord and Savior in. I personally feel expectations are a failure point for some, if not all of us. So, as I stare at you. (laughs) Dramatic pause they are 
the problem is yeah i mean for sure like an ex i mean you have like i had expectations when buying a, a damn truck right but like it none of them were met until i got i finally got this f-150 tremor and it met the ex is it a perfect vehicle no but it meets the things that i want it to do and i enjoy it so if somebody has too high of expectations which which can be a thing yes yes they maybe need to find balance but also why should you settle for mediocrity then maybe you just got to keep burning through therapists until you find somebody that's good enough for you i i don't have a problem with that at all because the whole point about therapy is you have to feel comfortable in that space yeah to be able to open up and my whole thing is that you never felt comfortable in any of those spaces to be able to open up I, that's not true I, oh, really? I yeah I had I divulged a lot of intimacy to those people okay what I felt was that they weren't even though they were listening they weren't giving me good advice to to um to help break that cycle that was going on in, in, inside of me mentally so it, let me ask you this because yeah. my therapist asked me this and and it's a huge and I just want you to think about it for a second when you divulged that personal information yeah did you do it as a i'm giving you this information and i want you to tell me how to deal with this information with an ex with an expectation of you're getting something out of it like immediate gratification or did you be you know what I, I'm saying this to you so I can get it out of my head and just get it off of my shoulders. Like, there you go. And if they didn't fix it, yeah, it was okay. Maybe because you had to get it out. Because you had to get it out. Yeah, I I would say that it depended on the topic. Okay. Family related stuff was probably like that where I just needed to get it out. Mm -hmm. But like stuff like the health related anxiety, that stuff I was saying because like, hey, I need you to help reframe this. And that they were not effective in doing. It was the equivalent of saying, like, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Am I losing my mind? No, 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 you'll be fine. But, but you can't just tell somebody that has hypochondria, oh, no, 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 you're fine. Because they don't, they don't believe that. They're still holding their hand to the flame. Like, as a good therapist, you, you need to be able to take your client's hand away from that flame by helping them reframe in an effective way that makes them no longer think, hmm, I'm going to get sick, I'm going to catastrophize, I'm going to not live in the moment, you get the idea. Okay, so I would say that your therapist that you've dealt with, their issue is they spoke to you as they speak to every single one of their clients. And I do a lot of instructing. I do a lot of teaching, yeah. right? Not every one of my clients is built the same right like there's some i've got to spend more time verbally explaining something yeah. right audio visual kinesthetics the three ways we learn some people i have to show more right and some people i have to do all three i have to explain i have to show i have to demonstrate some people i can just demonstrate one time and just it and the problem is with therapists your therapist should have like okay I'm dealing with a super high intellect person. So when I you say I have 
I think I have hypochondriasis. Thank you. I hate these words. Um, (laughs) I have the H word, right? Um, And I I think there's something seriously wrong. What she should have done is said, you will be okay. And let me break down. Let me science this shit up for you. Right? Yeah. Because of this, because of this, because of the serotonin, because of this level and this and that, this is how I feel. Most people with that have accelerated blah, 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 blah. And yeah. what you're just demonstrating, you're at this, this, and this, and this, which would have settled your highly intellectual brain. What do you think about that? Well, that's that's true. I mean, like, not to toot my own horn, but I am high-functioning. And, uh, you know, the... I mean, one of them even said, you know, high-functioning people have a tendency to have more anxiety because, like, your brain is capable of just going all over the place. But again, knowing that information and being a trained therapist, I just feel like you should be better equipped at at dealing with people that are high-functioning. And, and I, I do want to make a quick, like, note here for people that are listening and either struggling to find a therapist or struggling with the idea of getting into therapy. Please don't let this deter you. Like, therapy really is healthy. It's It's good for you. And do not get deterred if you can't find the right therapist. I mean, I'm I Jack and I kid around, but I am still open to ther- therapy and looking for a new therapist. I'm all for therapy. Um, so if you still haven't found Mr. or Mrs. Right therapist, please don't give up. You know, keep looking for one. So and and, and expectations too high, and I feel they will never be met. Yeah. Too low. You'll never be satisfied with the outcome because it was just so basic, right? Like, today I'm going to get up, go make the donuts. Today it's going to suck, and then I'm going to come back home, and it'll just be whatever, right? Yeah, this like, is too down, too downer. You know Exactly, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, so I think that's going to happen. There needs to be a healthy balance of acceptance and pushing yourself harder. My belief is, uh, is that... Um, that's what a good therapist can do for you. They can help you level out that instead of the whole seesaw thing, back and forth, ups and downs, however it is you want to look at it. Yeah. They can help you shoot that straight path. Um, big shock. I know. I did find an article online that I really kind of liked. Uh, how rigid expectations impact mental health. And this was put out by the Light Program online. First, it talks about negative effects of expectations. Uh, This is what happens when we turn expectations into rules that govern our life, uh, especially when we assert them onto others to follow. So this is how CBT is supposed to be taught and you're a therapist and this is what you're supposed to follow. Here's your set of rules. Go. Well, Uh, it's kind of like that. We're going to keep going. I'm beating you up here. It's okay. (laughs) And I think it's funny. Uh, When we fail... To not follow these rules or break them, we become irritated or we insert anxiety into our lives by trying to live up to these rules. Meaning, I there there is a certain way to do things, right? It it this it kind of plays into OCD a little bit and everything. However, if you think about it, and I'm I don't mean to pick on you, but that poor <laughs> therapist, right? How she didn't meet the threshold of of your predetermined CBT therapy yeah that you wanted right and that's why I take it back to that those Apple products that you work on 
right? You know, that your Apple says, follow these 10 steps. And you're like, those are dumb. Let me just do four, seven, eight, nine, and 10, and I can achieve the same thing. They have to have those 10 as a standard, but maybe she's like, you know what, Chris, with you, I can skip three and five, and I can just go straight to four because you're already there. But if your expectation is that these are the steps they're going to follow and they skip that, then that's where WebMD <laughs> yeah, well, that, screws you yeah, over. Yeah, WebMD and, and DSM-5. At what point, so you went to your therapist for four and a half years. At what point did you feel like it was starting to become effective? It took a good year, year okay. and a half, almost two years. Before I finally, if I am being truthful here, it was a good two and a half years before I finally drank the Kool-Aid. And just and just let it happen. And when at what point did you feel did you feel good chemistry with her? So I felt good chemistry with her right off the bat. Like okay. I felt comfortable with her. Gotcha. But it doesn't matter how comfortable I was with her. And and I'll go ahead and talk about this because this every you're gonna deal with this. Like I feel comfortable with this person. I feel like I can open up to them, but I still don't know you well enough to open up to you yet. That's what I was kept saying in my head. And I would hold things back. And what, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. didn't, like I had this weird thing. I think I cried in front of her one time in four and a half years. Okay. And it's not a bad thing. Some men cry every time they have therapy. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it was, it was my dumb military Southern man you're a female Shit, it, yeah. like I, I don't cry I don't I don't give you my feelings I don't tell you what's wrong yeah you know what I mean um and then what I would do is I would use like oh I can't talk about this such a thing uh because uh what happened was classified and I and I would hide that in my brain yeah but I didn't but once I finally figured out I don't have to give her places and dates and times and what happened and all that kind of stuff there's nothing classified about the fact I fell 65 feet fast roping through the deck of a ship, right? Um, so, yeah, I kind of got a fear of heights when that happened. Um, so that's what kind of, like, broke me through. And then finally it was just like, I finally gave her the ultimate trust that I only my wife and children have. And that's like, I'm turning over everything not only in my head, but in my heart to you. Like I, yeah. I am giving it all out there. I 100% agree. You need to you need to be intimate with, with this person. I mean, for those that are holding back, I, I speak for Jack right now as well. But I mean, for those holding back on their on you know with their therapist, it's not doing you or them any favors. You do need to be like as personal as you possibly can. So if you want to fast track things, try to try to just divulge. Um, and there is such thing as client, you know, client patient confidentiality, if that helps you at all. In my case, my issue was that I went to the plumber and I said, you know, I, I need, you know, these pipes fixed and I am all fine going like, let's say I went to the plumber and said, I want to replace all my pipes with PVC because I, you know, I've got copper and PVC is you know, more reliable and I don't want to deal with the headache of leaks. That's what I want. This person can come back to me and say, well, actually, I think you should go with PEX because of blah, 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 blah. And then from there, I can say, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. But that never happened with a therapist. Instead, okay. what happened was, as I said, I want to you know, redo all, my whole kitchen with, with PVC. 
And they said, oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I do PVC. And then they came in. And then they just started fixing the copper pipes or installing um, inst- installed lead instead. And was, yeah, well, this well, this is how I do. This is uh, this is a, f- a form of PVC pipe. Uh, it's just you know, it's just lead instead. And it's like yeah, have it's your a, daughter lick it. It tastes really good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like so you you didn't you don't do CBT. And by the way, I, I can't even tell you the amount of times that I said, okay, well, let's do her thought record CBT that she claimed that she did. Like basically, she had a. a yeah. form of where they, you'd write it down by the way thought record cbt very effective however she never did that with me except for i think maybe one time and i, I mean i'm sorry i can't help but feel like it was just because she was fucking lazy and <laughs> i liked her we had good chemistry but she just didn't do it because there have been so many times and we get on the on the 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 chat or whatever on, on the the session and I had a list of things I told her the, the previous session of stuff I wanted to talk about, but that never happened. It was always, how you doing? You know, almost just starting it off like a conversation. It's like, I'm good. You know, how are you? I'm good. And like, just like letting me talk to her. And it's just like, that's, this is not, as a therapist, you should be like, okay, so last time you told me that you have daddy issues and you need these resolved. So why don't we get into the meat of that? You know, tell me about your father. Tell me about, uh, you, you know, it's that you get the idea. Like that never happened. So I'm going to. A little devil's advocate here. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do, right? <clears throat> I had the same thing, right? And I said, look, here are the 10 approved items that I'm going to let you talk about with me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, this is, I'm complete no bullshit right here. You like, this is it right I here. I love that. You know what I mean? Um, I feel that we have similar things happening, right? So... I'm like, here you go. And she's like, oh, okay, yep. So I was reviewing your 10 things, and I was like, okay, which one do you want to start with? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to put them aside, and <laughs> we're going to talk about this. And I was like, whoa, uh, no, that wasn't one of the 10 approved things. And then she's like, right. However, uh, I think the bullying that started in your childhood is a big thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, what? So she was still trying to pull stuff from you. Yes. And that, I think, is a good and effective means. Correct. So you're saying, I want to talk about whether I like Snickers versus Three Musketeers. But she was like, this isn't a waste of time. So I would say sometimes what therapists do when when you come in and some of us are like, okay, I'm walking in. Strip the paint, sand me down, start painting, let's move on. Yeah. And sometimes they're just like, how are we doing today? What do you mean, how am I doing today? Chris, you want to talk about it? Well, I almost got hit by a fucking car on my bicycle, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> talk. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. we need to, hey, let's talk about that issue. So a lot of times, like, that's just what it is. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm not saying this towards you. I'm saying this towards people that are thinking about becoming starting therapy or they just started therapy and they're saying the same thing. Like every time I go sit down, they're like, how are you doing? Stop asking how I'm doing. No, they, they need to get a gauge yeah. of where you are that day. Let, let's let's summarize, I, I guess, sort of the expectation part of this episode here briefly. And before we jump into how, why anxiety can be good. I, I don't... <laughs> First off, if you, again, Jack and I can't stress this enough, make sure you've got good chemistry with your therapist. If you are um, 
setting your expectations too high that you think that you can be healed overnight or within a few sessions, you are probably grossly mistaken, especially depending on how bad your anxiety is. I think that very, very effective therapists can maybe do it in a shorter period of time. Yeah. Now, that is going to differ for everybody, right? Some people might get healed in a few sessions and then have setbacks and then still need a therapist to guide them through those setbacks. I think that's fine. Setbacks are not only normal, they should be expected. You will have setbacks and that's okay. It allows you to just keep getting stronger and stronger. Um, but you do also need to balance your expectations that, yeah, you're not, this is not an overnight process for anybody and you will take, you will need time to heal, to let your brain kind of, you know, get replastic and, you know, reassociate good ideas, get into good habits, et cetera, and so forth. So, um, yes. So set your expect your, set your bar in a reasonable zone, but do find a therapist that's good for chem, do you have good chemistry with. And I just want to throw it out there that, you know, the problem with trying to fix things on your own is the fact that there's no accountability. That's, yeah, that's a big one, you know, and if I fail to meet an objective, it's okay because I don't really have anyone to answer to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, or I failed to meet that, that, that objective because I suck. I'm not good. I'm not worthy. Yeah. And I'm not that good of a person. And if I was a better person or if I, watch TikTok and I was like one of those idiots, like, you know, I'm sorry, like one of those influencers, right? Then my life would be so much better, right? Yeah, it's it's like going to the gym. Like you typically, like science shows that it's, you will have more effective, uh, a more effective workout when you're doing it socially. Yeah. Now it's not to say that you can't have a good workout on your own or, or like, let's say you have a home gym and you do it there. Of course you can have good successful you know, workouts and stuff like that. But accountability is a big thing. I mean, you need to be able to meet accountability for yourself. Some people just don't. I mean, in other words, some people might be abusing alcohol or whatever and or, or not going to a therapist because there's no accountability. But you know, that again, that just that re just requires discipline. I mean, so if you're not somebody that's disciplined, then, you know, maybe, yeah, it's 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 more of an incentive for you to go. But uh, um, anyway, all right. That is expectation. Um, you know, just set the bar at a normal at a normal height, and then um, you know, I think you'll find it to be a little bit more effective. So, uh, let's take a quick break, and we will be back momentarily. All right, and we are back. We've uh, regrouped slightly, so um, let's kick off why anxiety can be good. Jack, take it away. All right, let's let's move the needle to the good side of the conversation, right? Expectations is kind of a beat up conversation, <laughs> right? So contrary to popular belief out there, anxiety can be good. Anxiety slash anxiousness can be good not only for your mental health, but for your physical health. Meaning, darn, I forgot to do my walk this morning, so I need to get it done when I get home tonight. Or I really should not have that other donut because I don't have enough calories saved up for today and I really don't want to throw my body off, right? So goodtherapy.org, uh, seven ways anxiety actually works to your advantage by Christine Tai, MA. One, anxiety may make you smarter. Chris, anxious people can be really good researchers, critical thinkers, and analyzers. Anxiety can also teach you to be smarter as you go through the process of learning more about it. And I believe that's what you're doing. I think 
because you're such a highly intelligent person and you're starting to know the DSM-5 a little bit better than some medical professionals, right? Um, you're, you're gaining a lot of knowledge. So it may be a little harder for you to find that therapist to click with because of that. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so second thing, anxiety is rooted in your need to protect yourself. Fear is designed to keep you safe from danger. It can also help you stay connected to your sense of self-preservation. We used to say, you know, if you're screaming and yelling, you're alive, right? <laughs> you're breathing. That's a good thing. Uh, fear keeps you on your toes. Now, if you are to the point where it, it's debilitating and you don't even, like you're too scared to leave your house or whatever, there's a serious issue going on. Yeah. Uh, most incidents when you YouTube or whatever and someone's interviewing somebody where something bad happened to them, typically the first thing they started out with was, you know what, it was just like any other day, um, but I felt like something wasn't right, something was off, but I was like, eh, it's fine. I do this every day. It, it, it'll be okay, yeah. right? Because no one's ever going to fly planes into a high-rise building in a major city, right? I mean, that's ridiculous. And so even though that's something drastic on a national level, it's more realistic inside of our own heads, right? Like I go in, I park in this parking garage every single day for the last 10 years. Nothing has ever happened. I am totally fine. It's, it's, it is, and I say this to my clients all the time. There is a fine line between cocky and confidence. Yeah, that's a safe statement. And you can fall across that line either way. Um, so just keep that in mind. The next one, anxiety directs you to whatever needs your attention. Noticing what you fear is a gateway discovering what you truly value. And I, I kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, what's important in your life, right? Obviously, your physical health obviously health and i didn't know it before i guess but uh, obviously having good health is important to me which is why for me the anxiety i i and i've I said this in a, a few previous episodes but i found found anxiety to be a good thing for me because it helped me drink less eat better exercise more i mean it, it, it got me practicing better things for my mental health that i wasn't doing at first or wasn't doing before the horrible anxiety because i wasn't cognizant of it it was just you know whatever i was just letting life go by but now i'm more in tune with myself and with my body and obviously in some ways that can be a, an annoying thing because you're, you you fixate but it got me to be healthier so it does it helps you get sort of it's, it's a it's a looking glass into what what's important to you or the things that need attention so it's kind of a healthy fixation right like my wife and I have had a thing where every single day since Thanksgiving, we walk two miles a day. Now, some days we just can't get to two miles in. We can only get a mile. And this past winter, it was 1130 at night. It was 23 degrees outside and it was raining. And we bundled up and we got at least our mile walk done. Uh, that's that's awesome. a healthy fixation. Very, very much so. Um, but... If we missed our mile, 
the world won't end. And we both recognize that. But it is a healthy anxiety. It's a healthy fixation that, you know what? I want to do this. And the more most important thing about it is, it's the value of spending time with my wife. That's what this is doing. It's putting a value on, yes, our physical fitness, but just spending time together, right? Uh, and that's why it says, you know, it's a vital radar that shows us what is right and what is wrong for us. Uh, number seven, anxiety can help you discover your fullest potential. It is often used as a tool to push your optimum potential. Uh, anxiety, well, there's two more. Sorry, that was number five. Anxiety provides the energy necessary for taking action. Uh, the energy that fuels your anxiety is the energy you need to overcome an obstacle, right? So you're walking through that parking garage and all of a sudden you hear footsteps behind you and boom, the dopamines kick in and everything like that. That's your anxiety like, oh my gosh, what is this person? I just got that energy enough to walk faster or possibly jog to my vehicle. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's it'd be the adrenaline that kicks in. Uh, yeah, Not the, the dopamines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here we go. All right. This is a science-based podcast as well, Jack. Okay, let's get it right. You're right. You're, you're right. I'm, I'm always right. You you are always right. Uh, <laughs> no, it, I, I yeah, I, I get your point. Ba- basically, it, it does. It helps put you being on high alert is not always a bad thing. It no. it, it, it it can it, it is a primitive tool that you needed to have have the ability to go on high alert because if you didn't. I believe that they like discovered like um like a breed of like amphibians that don't have an amygdala, and basically like what 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 can or would would happen was like if uh you know that that lizard or iguana or whatever would just like sit on a log and then like a bird would come down and eat them and like the the lizard just didn't give a shit, but like the ones that have the amygdala and have the anxiety they'd constantly be looking up you know seeing if there was a a threat and then that way if they see a bird circling over they dive into the water to get away from the bird so so like you know anxiety is there because you you need it to protect yourself the problem is is with some people it can start getting over overactive and you know get the better of you look overstimulated overstimulated um yeah you know what anxiety is also good for those that are trying to get better at being healthy, right? It, it gives you that energy like, you know what? I'm going to get up off this couch. I'm going to shut off Netflix and I'm going to go for a walk. I don't, if you go to the end of your block and back, it is a win. Yeah. If I would say if you get up off that couch and lace up your sneakers and get to the door, that's a win. Because tomorrow I'm going to go two steps outside that door and then come back in. The next day, I'm going to go to the end of my driveway and come back in. And I'm going to keep pushing myself. That's good anxiety. Yeah. Um, Last, anxiety can teach you to find balance in life, whatever that means for you. Uh, Practicing responding to anxiety in purposeful purposeful ways can can guide a process of finding balance in every aspect of your life, work and play, social time, personal, blah, 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 blah. Taking charge of relationships with anxiety may be the most rewarding thing you do for yourself. At, and I got to be honest with you, like, I, yeah, anxiety lets you know you're alive, keeps you breathing. It's, it's that 
I don't know. So I, I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie, right? Mm-hmm. I, like I am. Like I get it. You're like, oh, that's because you're fat, and you know, <laughs> won't you jump off these two steps? Yay! You know what I mean? It's not that type of deal, but you know, for my birthday, my other friends, we went on a mountain bike ride, <laughs> and for my fiftieth birthday, we had to do fifty jumps on our mountain bikes. Right? Well, I had to do fifty jumps, and no, I'm not doing like 30 feet up in the air stuff like that but i mean we were getting some i was getting some daylight underneath the tires you know i ain't gonna brag or anything i got two inches off the ground yeah and what made it better you know i've been road biking and all this other i've been doing a lot of running these past months i haven't been on my mountain bike since probably you and i rode what january the night the night rides what was that february or whatever freezing ones yeah um and now here i am on my mountain bike doing jumps so I'm like, oh my God, here's a hospital visit right here. I can feel it coming. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, that level of anxiety was good. Okay. Seven ways anxiety can actually work to your advantage. A big problem for people with anxiety is that they're stuck in the anxiety loop. And that's because they don't like the feeling of anxiety. But if you can reframe and learn to find the good in your anxiety, that can be both either a small or a large step in the right direction to curing your anxiety. And the reason why is because you're no longer giving the anxiety the weight that it has on your shoulders. So anxiety, um, if finding like a good product or something like that, like a good you know source of food, vitamins, et cetera, and so forth. And, and that's the thing that makes you research more because you want to make sure that you get a good quality product. So, you know, those forms of anxieties can all be a really good thing and understand that anxiety is in fact there to protect you. Uh, so, so yeah, basically use these seven tactics. Um, again, anxiety can make you smarter. Anxiety is rooted in your need to protect yourself, directs you to what needs your attention, can help you discover your fullest potential. Use these to your advantage, help them with your reframing of your anxiety and, and um, you know, look at the good because anxiety can have uh, some advantages. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break and then we will finish up with some table talk. All right. And we are back. All right. Some table talk, Jack, what are some, what are some good anxieties in your life? I, you know what? Mine is the fear of like missing like a workout or like I said, like my walk with my wife that we do, um, or like, you know, something simple like a deadline, right? Like, holding yourself accountable or or to the fire whatever expression you want to use or however uh also keeping up with friends man i suck with keeping up with friends especially those who are struggling like i was right like i i talked to (laughs) so sunday night a buddy of mine uh reached out to me that i hadn't talked to for a couple of years and come to find out like i haven't talked to him in a couple of years but over the last year he had been texting me a couple of times a month mm-hmm. but the problem was is that he had my number off by one digit and so i was going ghost so, the, so the beginning of the year started out with hey man how's it going like have heard you for a while yeah and at the end of the year it's like hey asshole <laughs> like i thought we were friends and like this and he's telling me about it this whole thing i'm like i never i never got your text bro like you, it was the wrong number how, how did you guys end up resolving the I, he was talking to another mutual friend of ours, yeah. and he was like, you know, I don't know what's the deal with Jack. Like, we used to go good friends, and they're like, well, that doesn't sound like something he would do. And he was like, well, you know, like, I, 
I've been, you know, I got a new phone, but you know, I think all my contacts and they're like, well, let me check. What was the number you have for them? Yeah, and they're like, no, you're off by one digit. Got, gotcha, and he was just yeah. like, oh. Well, that that adds up. So he's not an asshole. Yeah. Well, I, no, well, no, you are, but uh, just well, for different reasons. Yeah. Well, not to my friends. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, th- those are those are good good things, right? So yeah, they they um, and the workout thing I think is is an important one for me as well. Basically, like anxiety, health based anxiety makes me want to make sure that I'm. You know that my I, I by the way I don't work at, work out as much as you do actually I sometimes wish I I did but uh, um, I do at least try to do something every day and it it's because I want to be a healthy person I want to eat better and um, and also maintain you know relationships with with good non toxic people and that is mm-hmm. the thing for this is a whole different quick side note but cut toxic people out of your life don't even give them uh, yeah don't, don't give them the time of don't, day. don't give them the time of day like at, if you are even questioning if somebody is toxic it probably means yes and just have them fuck right off uh, there is no time in life for jerks or bad people um they they will only serve to bring you down anyway and and, and you will burn quality time out of your life trying to fix toxic people oh yeah it's I can't tell you how many people I've met and they're like, well, I know they come across as an asshole and I know that they treat me bad, but I think I can help them and be- yeah. you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're wasting quality yep. time. You're wasting time. Yep. Move on to people that actually respect you or enjoy you or treat you better. I mean, yeah, it goes without saying. Um, but yeah, anxiety, I mean, you know, my, my health-based anxiety, which again, I mean, basically seemed like it popped out of absolutely nowhere. But um, it was a concern for for control. I mean, like, if I really think about it as painful, and I mean, it, I to this day I still can't. I mean, nothing has been as bad as 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 that anxiety. But I'm so thankful that it happened because it really has helped me take better stock and appreciation of living in the moment, of learning to, you know. Again, just being more in tune with myself, with other people's emotions. I get along better with my wife. I think in a lot of ways I get along better with my friends. It's just a, a, it was a good thing that it happened. And as soon as you can figure out that good thing of of your anxiety and, you know, reframe it to being a little bit thankful that you have anxiety, I th- then I think that you can really make a lot of progress in in your in your journey, um, you know, by just being being appreciative that that it happened to you. Uh, and again, everybody can heal. So you're exactly correct, and we talked about this last time because yeah. it's coping mechanisms that you use towards the healing process. Correct, that's yeah. true. But you never really fully get healed; you just learn to well, cope with it. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to be nice, but not that's. That that's a fleeting moment, but I will be I will come clean and say back in January I had a little Chris G health anxiety issue happening. So I got blood work done. You know, I'm at that age that happens yearly, right? Mm-hmm. You know how you're looking at stuff like that. And my doctor said um, your cholesterol level was elevated. Elevated. That's it. Right. <laughs> elevated. Not spiking. Yeah. Not, here's your new vegan diet. Off the charts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just elevated. Me. I am not having a heart attack. I am way too young. 
So I, you know, like straight up, I had a picture like, and this was all in my mind, by the way, mm. I had a picture of my doctor's face on my mirror. Like I grew up my Rocky beard. I'm training in Siberia, right? You know, cause I'm not going to let, and at the end of it, and like, I just got blood work done this week and came back and she was like, I'm so excited. Your levels have dropped way low. Oh, good. It's not even near elevated or anything like that. And it's because of the the dieting. Uh, it's not even really dieting, folks. Like you just counting your calories, just watching the amount of yeah. food you're eating. That's it. And increased my working out and everything. And I got to walk up to my mirror in my head and crush her picture and throw it away like Rocky did. That's awesome. Right? So, you, so you basically hit like a goal that you that you uh, imposed for yourself. It was. Yeah. And, and that was good anxiety. Yeah. But when she first told me, right? Because I, I, I'm not an EMT. I passed EMT school, but mm. I didn't do the practicals and stuff. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. I got blocked arteries. You know, I'm probably going to need a pig valve or two. <laughs> you know, you, you, you start catastrophizing. And, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not a big deal. It's just a full quad valve replacement. Yeah. It, it, it should be okay. I should be able to walk this off, right? That's where my mind started trickling to. Did I say it outward to anybody? No, of course not. Yeah. Uh-uh. Nope. But I was at the tail end of my four years of therapy. And then I was just like, wait a minute. Or we could start eating healthy. Mm-hmm. We could just start the war- working out. And let's let's do this for six months and see how it goes. And hey. And, and now it's good. Yeah. So guess who's not elevated anymore? You, you, had, you had the discipline and, and it uh, worked out for you. So yeah, I mean, you know, these little health scares, I mean, they can, it's true, they can happen for anybody. And uh, I'm glad that you were able to use that anxiety to your advantage. Uh, that is an incredibly powerful thing, and and I hope that other people listening that may suffer with health anxiety can potentially use that to their uh, to their advantage as well. Anxiety is not your enemy all the time. It's a painful thing, or it can be a painful thing, but it really also can serve. You can use it to serve you, not to go against you. So uh, that was expectations and how anxiety can be a good thing. Um, Isn't that confusing though if you think about it like expectations are good but you know what they can be really bad. Can be really Anxiety's bad, yeah. good but you know it can be really bad. Pick one people because you're giving me anxiety just you, listening, yeah, just to, your listening show. to this crap. Yeah. It it is it's a it's a tough one. I mean but that's that's life, right? Uh, it's finding finding that balance and that and that uh, gradient. So uh, that was episode 12. Uh, expectations and how anxiety is good to a degree. The only way is up. Uh, everybody thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or anything like that, please feel free to reach out to us. We will be back with another episode really soon. Thank you for listening to The Only Way Is Up. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please consult with your doctor. Please like, follow, and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you need to contact us, feel free to reach out to us at support at thecoco.net.